Hello there, boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News Today. And uh, the first thing I need to report is that uh, Jerm uh, Tank Davis is out of jail. Yeah, that's about as close as I'm going to get to wrapping that story up. I don't need to say any more. Uh, Alicia Baumgartner, though, beat challenger Christina Leonardatu by unanimous decision this weekend to retain her undisputed super featherweight crown. And that was a match held in Detroit. Baumgartner dispatched the only fight fighter to defeat her professionally in dominant fashion, taking the fight 99-91, 98-92, and 98-92 on the judges' scorecards. Leonardatu, who fights out of Greece, seemed confident she could replicate the result for July 2018 meeting with uh, Baumgartner, an eight-round split decision victory, which predated her two WBO junior welterweight title reigns. But the bomb Baumgartner insisted she was a different fighter in the build-up to this fight, a rematch she'd craved for for a long time, and she showed it in the first bell using her jab to set up some nice shots, including an uppercut and a tidy left hook. The initial barrage slowed down after a blazing opening round, and in the early stages, Baumgartner remained patient, operating on the counter at times and jumping in with powerful combinations when given the opportunity. Throughout the fight, Baumgartner controlled distance well and was always pressing her opponent without leaving herself exposed, and Leonardatu could not find a way to get rid of her opponent's effective jab and the subsequent punishment that came with it. The flashpoint came in round four as Baumgartner landed right to the head, a low left hook, drawing a flurry of punches, including one after the bell, which drew a warning from referee Frank Garza, officiating his final fight of a four-decade-long career. Then Dr. caught Baumgartner in round number five, however, leading the champion switch to Southpaw. It worked as she caught Lindatu with a strong blow to the head and then followed up in round six with dazzling series of uppercuts, complemented by excellent footwork. This description comes courtesy of Sky Sports out of the UK, by the way. Baumgartner dominated the fight from there, coming closest to claiming the eighth knockout of her career in round number eight as she thundered shots on her opponent's face and body, which she made a point of targeting throughout the fight, but Leonardatu steadfastly refused to fold and remained on her feet despite taking hosts of heavy blows. The challenger unloaded in the 10th, but Baumgartner was never in trouble and delighted the crowd by taking the victory in convincing fashion, her ninth in a row since losing, uh, as I said, in 2018. Redemption for Baumgartner, whose record is now 15 and won seven knockouts, and she remains the undisputed queen of the super featherweight division. Good for her. On the undercard, I might want to mention as well, uh, it shows uh, records really mean nothing because here's a guy who enters a ring with a record of 0-0-0, uh, making his pro debut, uh, uh, Andy Cruz, the 2020 Cuban Olympic lightweight gold medalist, stepped uh, between the ropes and beat Juan Carlos Burgos, who had a record of 35, 8, and 3, 21 knockouts, defeating him by unanimous decision and winning the vacant IBF international title uh, in dominant fashion. So there you go. Um by the way, in his amateur career, he's uh, he's also uh, beaten Keyshawn uh, Davis um, four times, including their gold medal match in 2021. All right. Due to all this impressive amateur accolades, Cruz's professional debut is a highly anticipated event. The 27-year-old is expected to move on the fast track, and that was made more evident uh, by his first professional bound was scheduled for 10 rounds against this very tough seasoned veteran, by the way. 
So uh, let's have a quick look here. Um, so now Andy Cruz, 1-0. Oh. Um, let's see if I'm just trying to see quickly if there's any uh, fights in the making. Doesn't seem to be for him. So we'll have to keep you updated if there is an announcement forthcoming as to who his next opponent will be. Um, Frank Martin continued his ascent to a potential world title shot with a controversial decision victory on the world-famous Las Vegas Strip, with his famed trainer imploring him to get a knockout. The Ghost rallied late and dropped Artem Harut Yanyan in the 12th round. He solved his more experienced opponent, capturing a close but unanimous decision in the toughest fight of Martin's career in a WBC lightweight title eliminator. And that was uh, a Showtime, a showtime uh, contest coming at, yeah, from the Chelsea at the Cosmopolitan in Las Vegas, presented by PBC Premier Boxing Champions. So now Martin is 18-0, 12 knockouts, and uh, had to get through what he described as an off-performance against Harriet Yunyan. His opponent was previously undefeated and a bronze, bronze medalist from the Olympics uh, via Germany, traveled to the United States for the first time in his professional career, and fought aggressively and confidently. Still, with his promoter and stablemate, Errol Spence Jr. cheering him on from ringside. Martin won by scores of 114, 113, 115, 112, and 115, 112. And he nearly closed the left eye of Harut Nyanyan. Spence discussed the uh, upcoming uh, bout for the Undisputed Welterweight Championship with Terence Crawford, by the way. Uh, I just knew I wasn't active enough as I normally am, said Martin, who won his second fight at the Chelsea in eight months and relied his elite stamina to carry him to the later rounds uh, i just think my reaction time just wasn't on point uh, he definitely was a tough opponent i wouldn't say it was too difficult just my reaction time wasn't working like it normally does for me i he i he was definitely tough i hit him with some big shots he stood up he bounced around in the ring like a ping pong ball but he stood tall i take my hat off to him um after, after his trainer, Derek James, told him he needed a stoppage, Martin thundered out of the corner to start the 10th round and appeared to hurt Harut Hyunyan with a left to the body. With Harut Hyunyan's left eye closing, Martin again pressed the action in 12, closing and him and chasing him around the ring, quite frankly. Uh, Harut Hyunyan took a knee with 53 seconds left in the fight, the first knockdown of his career as Martin landed a barrage of rights and lefts. The break did Harut Hyunyan good as he's able to recover and dance away from danger. I don't agree, Harut Hyunyan said of the decision. If it's possible, I'll fight him again. But if it's not a problem, but if it's not, if it's not, not a problem. He's just a fighter. He's not Errol Spence. I'm a big fan of Errol Spence. My plan is to become a world champion or at least fight for the world title, maybe against Devin Haney or Javonta Davis. Wow. I can go up one weight class. It's not a problem for me, but I'm so happy to be here and I won't want to come back. On Harut Yunyan and taking a knee, Martin said, no, I wasn't surprised. You know, after a while, after I landed so many body shots, I can get to wearing guys down. I didn't land as many body shots as I normally do. So, you know, he stood in there and good for him. Elsewhere. According to fightnews.com, we see that undefeated New Mexican Abraham the Hammer Perez made a statement in Albuquerque on Saturday night when he dominated the normally durable journeyman Gilberto Mendoza 
en route to an eight-round TKO victory. Mendoza was a last-minute replacement, was still seen as gritty and tough, uh, who had gone a distance with some of the hardest punchers in the flyweight division. Perez, for all of his talent, was not regarded as a puncher per se, but against Mendoza, he proved once again that speed kills. Perez opened the fight, peppering Mendoza with lightning-fast combinations to the face and sent Mendoza to the canvas with a left uppercut midway through round number two. Perez continued his dominance in round three, and by round five, it was clear that Mendoza was going to need a knockout to win. Any hope that Perez might fade down the stretch was put to rest by round seven, which appears to have prompted Mendoza uh, to advise Ricky uh, Mendoza's corner to advise Ricky, uh, sorry, Rocky Burke, that their fighter would not come out for round number eight. With the win, Perez is now 8-0 with four knockouts, and he claims the IBA Intercontinental Flightweight title while clearly establishing himself as the hottest prospect in the state of New Mexico. Mendoza, for his part, falls to 19, 14, and 4 with 10 knockouts. Dimitri uh, Salida is in the news. Uh, he believes the current top three U.S. heavyweights are... Deontay Wilder, Jared Anderson, and his guy, Jermaine Franklin. Franklin, who returned to winning ways on Saturday night as well. This with a points win over Isaac Munoz Gutierrez. His victory following Franklin's decision losses to both Andy Joshua and Dillian White uh, has a great future, according to Salida. Salida but known the fact that there are not a lot of good American heavyweights out there right now, and he said he feels Franklin, who's 22-2, and two, is right out there behind Wilder and Anderson. Salida and Franklin are ready for a fight with Wilder, Andy Ruiz, who is Mexican-American, Philip Hergovic, or Shilai Zhang. Uh, Franklin has shown durability and toughness in recent fights, but now the 29-year-old needs a big win if he's to achieve his lofty goal of becoming a world champion. Interestingly... Uh, Franklin said he would be very much open to a fight with Daniel Dubois. The problem is Dubois, along with Hergovic and Zhang, have, night, have the next fight all set. So it uh, leaves Ruiz and Wilder, and uh, who may or may not fight each other. But if they do, that's another potential option for Franklin off the table. So can Franklin get himself another big fight, and can he win it? Well, says Salida, he's young, he's hungry, he's on a roll of success from now, from November to now. His life has really changed. He's had three significant opportunities, three significant paydays, and his life has really gotten better. It's beautiful to see the fruits of his labor and to get a victory back home after these two significant fights, AJ and White. It's really special. I really believe he'll advance his career and get more big and significant fights. Salida says he believes Franklin has improved as a fighter after those 24 rounds in the UK, and now after picking up a win over the previously unbeaten Gutierrez, maybe he has indeed. But can Franklin win over the fans and become a genuine attraction, or is Franklin destined to become the reliable B-side, the guy who puts up a good showing but ultimately loses? It's up to Franklin to show he is more than that. A win over Wilder or a Louise would, of course, be a great fight for Franklin. But can he get himself those kinds of fights? That is the big question. And is Franklin one of those fighters who's generally seen by the opposition as too much risk or too little reward? It'll be interesting to see where Franklin goes from here and who he does fight next. That was courtesy of Boxing247.com, by the way. Um, we move to some more interesting news out of the heavyweight world. We see that IBF mandatory world challenger Philip Hergovic will clash with Australia's undefeated contender, Dempsey McKean. Uh, 
on that sold out night of boxing over at the O2 on Saturday, 8, August 12th uh, on the zone uh, where we're also going to see anti Joshua take on uh, the world title challenger, Dillian white. Uh, anyway, this uh, 12 round heavyweight clash is in association with Wasserman boxing lands on the undercard, as I said, and uh, looks like it's going to, Ooh, Croatian star Hergovic, 15 and 0, 12 knockouts. A real 2016 Olympic bronze medalist scored the biggest win of his professional career to date when he outpointed Zhilai Zhang over 12 grueling rounds on the undercard of the Olazande Yusik versus Anthony Joshua number two fight over in Saudi Arabia last August. That win, which was the final eliminator for the IBF heavyweight world title, has aged gracefully after 2008 silver medalist. Zhang upset Joe Joyce via punishing six-round stoppage at London's Copper Box Arena in April to win the WBO heavyweight interim title. Meanwhile, Queensland's McKean, 22-0, 14 knockouts, who is trained by Tony Sims at Matrim Elite Boxing Gym in Essex, stopped Germany's Patrick Court in three rounds to claim the vacant IBF Intercontinental title last time out at the South Bank Piazza in South Brisbane in what was Matchroom's first ever event down under. Romford heavyweight sensation Johnny Fitcher, by the way, 9-0, has looked unstoppable as well so far in his professional journey, and the 24-year-old prospect has the opportunity to land his first belt when he faces off against Torque's Harry Armstrong, 5-1-1, for the vacant Southern Area title, with more undercard additions to be announced soon. Wow. The heavyweight champions cannot avoid me any longer. And once I've defeated Dempsey McKean on August 12th, they will have no other option but to face me, Hergovic said. I have waited patiently and bided my time, but the game is up. El Animal, N -L -Animal <laughs> sorry, is coming for you and is ready to take the belts back to Croatia. So we'll see if he can do that. He says McKean will be a tough and strong opponent but he's never faced anyone as powerful as skillful as me. Uh, so I'm coming August, August 12th at the O2 in, in London. It's a night the heavyweight division starts to change. This is what it's all about. The big fight, said McKean. I've been grinding a big portion of my life for a fight like this, and I'm one win away from fighting Usyk for four world titles. This is my world title fight. Wow, there we go. And just to, just to make y'all happy, here's a quick quote from Eddie Hearn. We have a monstrous night of heavyweight boxing in store for fight fans around the world on Saturday, August 12th, live from the sold-out O2 in London. He doesn't miss a beat, this fella. Old foes Anthony Joshua and Dillian White meet once again in a must-win clash at the top of the bill. And I'm excited to confirm the first two undercard editions of what will be a stacked card. The IBF's number one ranked heavyweight Philip Rogovic returns a year on from his final eliminator win over Zhalang Zhang in Saudi Arabia. El Animal fights in the UK for the first time as a professional against Australia's unbeaten Dempsey McKean. And the Ramford, the Romford Bull Johnny Fisher begins his assault on the domestic heavyweight scene when he takes on Harry Armstrong, as I described above. Uh, Kali Sauerland, the global head of boxing, Wasserman Boxing, said, August 12th is going to be a massive heavyweight night, and Philip Hergovic will have overcome a very tough and top-ranked Australian to fulfill his dream of fighting for the World Championship later this year. One thing is clear, 
Only Dempsey McKean stands between Hergovic and fighting for the world title because the winner of the Usyk Dubois is mandated to fight the winner. <laughs> One final note on the heavyweights to conclude the show. Joe Joyce, who has, has a big fight coming up against Zhilin Zhang, says uh, the big names in the heavyweight division need to man up and start fighting one another. The juggernaut, as he's, as he's, he's called himself, uh, returns September 23rd against Zhilai Zhang, looking to right a wrong after suffering his first professional loss at the hands of the 40-year-old back in April. As you all know, he's 15-1. and one. He's got the 14 knockout going on. Invoked to rematch clause to face Zhang, who's 25-1-1, one one, by the way, 20 knockouts. Once again, in one will be one of the highlights of the year for his weight class. So far in 2023, there have been more words than action from the leaders uh, of the pack, including Usyk, Fury, Joshua, and Wilder. Where's these fights? The next big fight is my fight, said Joyce. Uh, back in the 80s and 90s, the champs were fighting multiple times a year. They need to man up and take on these fights. There you go. Victory for Joyce against Zhang would see him become the mandatory challenger for the Usyk uh, WBO belt. Um, the Ukrainian defends that and two other straps against Daniel Dubois in Poland on August 26. And Joyce has experienced uh, has the experience of fighting both men, having lost to Usyk as an amateur in 2013. And seven years later, in his 12th professional contest, he beat Dubois after his opponent failed to beat the count in the 10th round. So does Joyce give the 25-year-old a chance against the champion? Says Dubois hits hard. So if he can hit Usyk, then he's got a shot. If he can't, he's not, because Usyk throws too many punches, head movements, amazing, footwork, experience. If he can land a shot, a heavy shot on him, Usyk's in trouble. And Dubois hits very hard. Well, there you go, fight fans. Appreciate it. Thank you for joining me. Appreciate it. Uh, let's have a quick look here and see what Carl says from Last Bell Boxing. Um, Dancy McKean willing to take a decent fight on light. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Just you wait until you see Jared Anderson in in action at the O2 in London, taking on one of your famed British fighters who will lose. Jared Anderson is a top-notch fighter. He's a heavyweight to be de dealt with and soon enough, uh, but I don't manage him. Uh, if I did, I would certainly uh, throw him across the pond and have him clean out the top five. All right, that's it for me. Uh, thanks very much for joining me. Appreciate it. Remember to uh, like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell, and we'll see you later on at 4 p.m. when I join Mike Gore for his show, Knuckle Up. Cheers.